0: Meet Mesquite Repeat. Make the trip, you won't be sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to the Morning Sickness. It's 545. My name's John. How are you? There's Brady, Brett, Big Dick Toledo. We're off and running. Uh, for Tuesday morning, it's chilly. It's weird because two days ago it was hot, almost 100 degrees. Nice little lightning this morning. Is this an Indian winter? Remember when they have an Indian summer? Is that still appropriate? You can't have in, Indian summer anymore, can you? Uh, they have a Native American no. summer? Oh, yeah, yeah no, those summer, will never die. Red squaw. man <laughs> summer, I think they call it. I don't remember. But remember the in the back east, you'd Easy, have chief. Indian summer. Yeah. Somewhere around Thanksgiving, it would be like 90. It's like
1: extended fall. Yeah,
0: you'd have like this, this, it would get cold, and then all of a sudden you'd get like two or three days. It was like in the '80s, and you'd be playing football and feeling great, and then and then it would just freeze, like Pennsylvania had, but like that thing yesterday, that squall. Uh, that's once you start thinking about those people that say, "I miss seasons." Eh, well, you know, seasons are nice, and then you realize you got to drive in those damn things. And I don't know if anybody, you guys saw that Brady and I were watching this morning, the squall that happened. Where was it? Oh, Western, in, Western in, PA? No, yeah. no, not squall. Oh, okay, that's Here, Indian all right. summer. Oh, all right, just making sure. Squall, which has to be an Indian word. <laughs> Uh, just It's just, you know, it's a little bit foggy, a little hazy outside, no big deal. Then all of a sudden, the f- roads freeze. You can't see. It's snowing like a billion pounds a second, yeah. and people are smashing into each other one after another after another. And then you're like, yeah, hey, screw your seasons. I'll drive to seasons when the squalls clear up. I don't want to live in that. I have this dream about this place I found in New Hampshire on Zillow. I call it the barn. It's one of the most beautiful places ever. We look, we pulled it up oh, that one day. It's just amazing. And I look every once in a while to see if it's back on the market. Built in 1792. It's just gorgeous. It's on uh, uh, Lake Wakawan. Uh, just an amazing place. I look at it all the time. And then I see squall and the words like lake effect snow and six feet dumped in one hour. I'm like, God, what the f- am I thinking? There's no possible way I'm leaving this place. You're not living beautiful there. Here. You're not living there during that time. I'm not living there. Because in the summer it's just nothing but bugs. <laughs> Most you people forget. just pack
1: it down for the winter. Screw that, we're in
0: heaven. Well, we get a day like today where you're like, I think this is I think this is Indian winter, where it got real hot and then it's now it's winter again, like two days later. You know, like today. Yeah. Is. I think that's what you got to call
1: it. And anyway. then next week is back into the 90s. And then we're back just yeah. a
0: couple of days of this, and it's all dependent on uh, whenever we say, Hey, Brett, will you go to this event? I'm in the morning, you. Every, the last time we sent Brett out to this, hey, they're giving away millions of things. We'd love to have you out, and stand out in that parking lot and direct people. It was like two degrees today. Yeah, it's, it's cold, it's wet, it's gross, and uh, Brett's going to be going out this morning. It's going to be great.
1: I was scraping the ice off the windshield last time on my way out to oh, Black Rock. Right. Yeah, it that was way you were going oh, to Black Rock.
0: Yeah, oh, <laughs> it was. that's right. We had to scrape ice off the windows. <laughs> well, we got you out again. Oh, thanks. How's about that? <laughs> Let's I see clearing,
1: you. a little bit of clearing going on. Oh, it's outside, not
0: going to rain on them anymore. Now the, the clouds will lift and the cold air will just come barreling in. not going to be I'm comfortable. But that means hot cup of joe, yeah, right? That's right. That's nice. Dunkin' Donuts is doing it, and uh, Brett's going out this morning in a little while. Kyrene and Guadalupe, we know where that is almost too well. Oh, yeah. Kyrene and the Guad uh, over there in Tempe, right next to the old KUPD. You should go by and get a couple of snapshots. See if the codes are still the same. I've done that a couple of times. Have you? I've gone back to the building, and code to the gates were the same. Code getting in was the same. And I walked right into the place, and there was a guy standing there. I just said, how you doing? And walked by him. It's some sort of server farm for webcam girls, or it used to be. No, now it's that
1: storage unit. Now it's a storage
0: place, yeah. But I wonder if they kept all the – I'm venturing to guess this place changed up, and they're going to shoot you because storage storage places aren't big on that. But give it a try anyway, Brett. (laughs) You're packing. Uh, Kyrene and Guadalupe. First 100 people in line today with Brett from 730 to 930. Get free coffee for a year. Come on. That's not a bad That's nice. pretty good right there. If you like coffee, that's the thing. So uh, we'll tell you more about that in just a little bit. But, yeah, that's a little chilly out. No big deal. Put a sweatshirt on. It's cold this morning. Hancock is my favorite. Hancock that's is – That's pretty solid. Because Hancock is – Yeah, it's a poster Will Smith as Hancock, but it says Hancock. And the reflection in the glasses is, uh, is his wife, Jada – with the guy she had the uh, open affair with uh, that was her son's friend. Jaden's
1: friend, August. Or
0: his name is August August that's How right. old was this dude? Uh, August like Jaden's age? Yeah, he's a little yeah. older, not much, but a little older than Jaden Wow. and uh, and my friend Winston sent me a thing that said, uh, if will's this mad in March, how mad's he gonna get in August? cause the name August is like he's got all sorts of so, uh, there's a bunch of gr- uh, the, the the internet is winning the Will Smith Chris rock battle. the internet. All day yesterday, ding ding. My second favorite is Chris Wa- Chris Rock's quote, which I don't think a lot of people saw. Which was, uh, I said some things on the air that I shouldn't have said, and I consider my man or myself to be a man of faith. There's a deep drive by Castellanos. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I pissed myself reading that one because it just, and I t- I sent it to uh, Brady. I sent it to the Diamondbacks producer uh, Scott Snyder, who knows Tom Brennerman. Better than anybody. Uh, I sent it to Studley as no, well. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, it's too good. And then he sent back a great line. He belongs to the internet yep. now, which is just a fantastic line. Tom now is the uh, he belongs to the internet. I sent He's it to made it. Brady. What's did that? You send it to Tommy. <laughs> so it's
1: Tommy? Close. That's why oh, I sent to Studley on. first. I, I had them both on there, and I think he would. I mean, Tom would laugh his ass off. He would, and like. But at the board. same time, you're like, "Wow, he's I've, got to embrace just, yeah. it."
0: Yeah, he's got to just. Well, embrace it's not it. point. going away. It's it, the the sucky part is Vin Scully will always have like every call in the book. Like you know, uh, there's so many guys. Uh, Jack Buck's. We'll see it tomorrow night. You know, there's always a thing that you'll uh, you'll remember a call for. Uh, Tom Brennaman doesn't have a great sports call. Thirty plus years of calling great games, World Series. The Bartman ball. Tom Brenneman, people forget, was the broadcaster for when Steve Bartman effed up that game. He's Moises not, Alou, did he get the block? He, is that he, who was going after it? Moises Alou is the one who went crazy yeah. after. And uh, and you hear Tom just going, oh, that poor kid. You know, I mean, there should get be, him out of here. There, uh, he I have protecting a, him. I have a book uh, that a guy made. He's like a Ken Burns-type documentarian. Uh, but he puts it in book form in CDs. He, he did these in the early 2000s, and the book is called In the Crowd Goes Wild, and it comes with a CD audio accompaniment, uh, where as you're reading the story, it tells you hit play. And then you're reading, and it'll do the call. The Giants win the pennant, Bobby Thompson's home run. Uh, all these great calls over the years of, of home runs and uh, you know football plays and basketball shots. And uh, I think Al McCoy's even in there when Gar Hurd hit his big shot in 76, and all these great calls. Tom Brenneman, all that time, will be known for, and there's a deep drive by Castellanos, <laughs> and that'll be a home run. That meets the uh, the Reds are up 4 nothing. I don't know if I'm going to be on the air again. <laughs> I mean, his next line, I'm just like lamenting, what's going on? So that one was my second favorite. Han Cuck, because we have fun with Cuck so much, but Cuckoldry is riotously funny at this point now, unless it's happening to you. It's funny, but Hancock is the winner. So then, of course, Will Smith came out last night with a big apology because as uh, we were talking yesterday, and Brady nailed it. I'm going to get ahead of this today. I want to hurry up. So his, yeah. PR, his PR team got a public apology out. Now, what real men do is make a phone call or a visit to the person that you're supposed to apologize to, face-to-face apologize and say, is this public apology okay for you? I don't know that that happened. I, I mean, don't know that that's a thing. Because, I mean, if I wronged you, Brett, yeah. and I said uh, I, I need to apologize first and foremost to you, are we square? Because if we're square, then I can apologize to the general public about this and, and make it known that we're good. Otherwise, it's just a PR stunt. So I need to I, – I, as a personal uh, – like, you know, uh, my personal attention to this would be I want to make sure that he did it like a dude. Otherwise, he's just as big a bitch for walking up and slapping a guy as he is for uh, making a – a, a grace saving apology for his own needs rather than talking to Chris Rocco and I screwed up, brother. And the I,
1: it, apology was, I mean, was pretty good, other than he was also saying, make, you know, made yeah, fun yeah. of my wife's.
0: Right. You still did it. Yeah. Yeah. It was basically, I'm illness. sorry. I'm sorry you did this. And again, yeah. the alopecia thing Christian Villanueva is a basketball player. He played at uh, I believe it was Syracuse and then he played in the NBA and he had the real alopecia, the incurable, can't fix it, no eyebrows, no hair ever again, alopecia. Um, like I told you yesterday, Megan had it from, uh, illness from, or it was, I guess you'd call it an illness. It was from a reaction from medicine. Scared her to death. She was, she wouldn't have it. Bald, baldness for women is different than it is for us. I embrace mine. That's,
1: and I was thinking about that when you were talking about Megan yeah. having that, imagine being at a charity ball. Sure. And the MC up there or someone goes before he introduces you to right. go up there or whatever some. Oh, I see your wife Megan's here. Yeah, she's. Oh, yeah, She's got a bald patch. Is she, being, is she a monk? Yeah. What's a, she never know. had to
0: shave her head. If if she right. ha- had,
1: had. What I'm, I'm saying, if there was a big enough patch up there, that oh, she like,
0: wouldn't have gone out. And how would you have felt? Here's the, here's the thing. You, you'd have been upset. Uh, I would have been. I would have been upset for her. Yeah. I would have assumed that guy doesn't
1: know. You're still not going up there We're to smack the guy, figures. right?
0: God, no. Here's the thing. I would have been. I would have been sad for her. We'd have probably had to go. She'd have been emotional. It was an emotional time for her when that started to happen. And I'm like, I. I guess I didn't get it like I should have. I'm like, you're. You can't even see it because she could cover it. Yeah. Um,
1: I'm but, saying if it was bigger, but you know what? a Great is if that would have ever happen. Just the opportunity. Here's John Holmberg. Yeah. Oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah. The lighting up of that guy would have been.
0: Oh. Record. See, and that's why I thought Chris Rock. Held back is because I already did that the that right would thing. Right, I would have verbally assaulted the man. <laughs> You're right, but I also would have known that if I've if, been dying. if Megan had a patch of of uh, hair missing to the point where it was noticeable and she kept the rest of it, I'd either suggest a wig or maybe we go uh, we One go sweet shave school,
1: it like from uh, Merlin the Silver Dome. Glorious, yes. That'd That'd give me really some
0: cool. hat, something. And she knew that. She's like, there's certain things I had to do to cover that up. And she, it, it made her miserable. There's no question. But it was curable. And she was getting the treatments. And it all, you know, it's not, as, it's not as uncommon as people think. But hair loss for women is a scary, scary thing for women. But she came out with it. She told
1: everybody she had right. it. And if she was going to be and that sensitive, she online. shouldn't have been there.
0: It's not only her fault for being so open that some people mention some stuff. Uh, She can't be sensitive to people mentioning what they talk about, the cuckoldry that they've made nothing but public. It's their own doing. They've created their own monster. I remember about three months ago reading an article that says, if I read another thing about Will and Jada, I'm going to throw up. Enough. We don't need to know everything you guys do. And that's all her Red Table podcast is about, is telling everybody, here's what Will and I do. And we have a perfect relationship because uh, I have sex with my son's friends. Will watches and he's all right with it. By the way, Will had sex with Margot Robbie, so they Good do have him. they do have something figured out. That's better than most relationships, as far as like, hey, uh, it's open. Good for them. That's their decision. But uh, when it when it's open and they're acting like, hey, we gave it to the public, it becomes ours. Whether they like it or not, it becomes ours. Our information is now used against them. She shaved her head. If Megan had shaved her head from the alopecia, had Megan shaved her head, and we went to a charity event, and the guys like, hey. It's good to see you and uh, Uncle Fester out again. I'd be like, "Hey, she shaved her head. I mean, she's got a thing." If it was but chemo, you'd have to,
1: it would be hard. You would know not to necessarily laugh. I and would those.
0: laugh hysterically. I'd be like, "Look, you are bravely walking out with alopecia right now and saying this is my world, and I have to embrace the fact that if she had chemo, if it was a, a life threatening thing, and she's going through treatments." That's different than, you know, she's got scars on her head. Like you have a scar and you don't like showing it. No. Right? That's but right, sometimes yeah. you do and people will be like, "Holy cow, Harry Potter," cuz it's yeah. a cool scar. I think you've the coolest <laughs> scar I've ever seen. But it reminds you of something awful. Right. No, absolutely. people don't know that, but if they see it and they mention Brett's scar, it, it it's a trigger for you and you're like, "I don't like this." Right. And, but
1: and- I don't lose my my ass about it either. It's right. just it is what it is, exactly. you know. That was the big discussion on psycho with psychologists yesterday. Oh yeah. Talking about the pandemic and these people uh. building up all this stuff. Um you know what's interesting is uh Charlemagne the God was on with yeah. Howard Stern and he wrote a book about this kind of stuff, the psychological well, He
0: had mental breakdowns. Yeah. He's very open about
1: that. Sold this. a million copies. Yeah. I had no idea, but yeah. he said Will's got some deeper issues. Big time. a lot of times and he said the joke wasn't solely responsible for will losing it
0: the internet there's was. something
1: way deeper going yeah. on inside of him that we don't know about I yeah and he goes we have no idea what Jade is crying a- about at home Mm-mm. it just this thing kind of built up and it
0: and Chris Rock took a smack for all the internet jokes all of the uh, jada jokes all the stuff he hasn't dealt with with his marriage and all that everybody's assuming because they gave it to us they gave us all their info I'm guilty of that sometimes I'll tell people th- you know on the show I'll open up about something that's like I don't realize I said, or I, I I'm just kind of being open. And then somebody will throw it back at me. And I'm like, I don't remember telling that. Yeah. Here's it's, a, it's me.
1: I, I have to eat it. One other little nugget. He, he talked about how he's, um, it could have stemmed or gone all the way back to Will's childhood. Cause he talked about how he felt like a coward his whole life because, you know, watching his mother go through domestic violence with his father. That was Charlemagne, the God. Yeah, And he goes, I now, you know, I had that complex I wonder if he's uh, similar that stuff that's coming around the, you know that was going on when he was growing up with his yeah. family you starting to and surface. protect it yeah.
0: yeah starting to surface in the in the world of and, and he's trying to feel like his world is great because I mean think about it he's at a pinnacle of his thing. I didn't even want to get into the Will Smith stuff but you can't help it. It's just one of those things and then Alec Baldwin had a great tweet yesterday. Oh no I know this guy needs oh, to people. focus on his own trouble. But uh, Alec Baldwin tweeted out, and he's right. It says, I'm not even reading very much about how or if the producers of the Oscars attended to Chris Rock. Uh, it says, but I love you, Chris, and I'm sorry the Oscars turned into the Jerry Springer show. Nobody is talking about, like everybody's all like, oh, Denzel and Tyler Perry. And everybody ran over to uh, Will Smith to say, hey, are you okay? Call him him. But what about,
1: who was in Chris Rock's corner? I thought Denzel also went. I didn't Obey see it. it a little bit. There's but,
0: a video of him like holding Will and Will's yeah. crying and it's weird.
1: He's more of a mental but yeah, that's funny you mention Alec Baldwin because Mike Broomhead sent me one of his favorite uh memes or quotes yeah. It says, uh, glad Chris Rock didn't tell a joke about yeah. Alec Baldwin's wife. I saw wife. that one
0: yesterday. It was great. Yeah. You don't want to talk about Baldwin's wife. You never know what's going to come out of that guy. But Alec Baldwin probably should just I don't know what the, I don't know what his mental issue is. Lay low, man. Lay low. (laughs) Nobody needs, and you've made a good point, but then nobody wants to say, even, even me at this point. You know, Alec Baldwin had a good point. Nobody, that's not, we can't say that quite yet. We can't say, we can't get on Alec Baldwin's train of justice quite yet until we get that whole thing sorted out where you start looking decent as well. You're in the, uh, you're in kind of purgatory for a little bit.
1: Maybe that's just throwing it out there to see if the dust has settled. It hasn't. And no. It hasn't.
0: Still a dead lady, still a like an investigation, and you still There's seem still to think. There's still lots of rust. Yeah, you Yes. You still seem <laughs> to think uh, people want to hear from you. That's the ego of celebrity. That is the arrogance of how self-important these people actually get. It's crazy. But there it stands. It's right in front of you, and you're kind of like,
1: Well, okay. Chris Rock made an apology, too, didn't he? Did he? I'm pretty sure he did. Let me see if I can find it.
0: Here. Oh, he evidently, now they don't know if this is confirmed, leaned down at the commercial break to Jada and Will and said something. And then there's a guy like holding his hands up between them like something. I don't know if he's telling him to go F himself, hit me like that again, uh, and you're going to have a problem, or you might get to talk to my lawyers, or he's saying, I'm sorry to both of you. That certainly wasn't my intention. I, I don't know why you did that.
1: I saw multiple. Uh, conspiracy theories, breaking it down and saying, "Look at the slap." Chris Rock is turning his head before of course the course. He is. That's like what you do, Brady. If I wandered over right now and the- you didn't know I was
0: going to slap you, your first reaction, my hand goes up. Is go. What's this guy doing? When it comes at you, you react. Hey, yeah, I, I, I just don't understand. Anybody and it wasn't who like that he was like was he wasn't
1: fake. telegraphing. He no. totally like here
0: it comes. No. A guy, a guy riding at the peak is not going to risk his reputation like this for a gag. And then, and then to tell the world, oh, we had you, we snowed you. Be the more, gag backfires. People will be more pissed off. They'll be like, "Screw you guys!" The Oscars would be furious if this, because they'd be like, "Now we look like idiots. Now we look like the like you pawned us and made a joke of our prestigious it's already night. a joke. It is, but the Academy is not. They're they're not. They're not fun people. They don't come up with these wacky. You know, it's not like uh, that prankster show. You know. They're, they're not, it's not Ashton Kutcher's punked moments. They, there's a time and place. It's just nothing about this is fake. It was a dude who lost his mind. And, and plus, this, this came up yesterday too, and it's a good point. A black lady was on TV and she was saying, for anybody who thinks this is fake, two black men are not going to agree to have a violent outburst in Whiteville. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. It's just not something that black people would ever think about saying, hey, you know what we should do is overreact to something and end it with violence because white people love when black guys can't control themselves, so let's do it. No, there, there's no possible way that that's fixed in any aspect of public relations. Will Smith would never agree to say, yes, I'll act like a black guy who got so angry he smacked someone on a worldwide televised event and white people in America who are so incredibly forgiving of black violence will be thrilled with it. It's not a thing.
1: That's why the Academy is looking into what happened to the security breakdown. That should have been swarmed with cops, two black guys fighting. (laughs) Right.
0: The source Awards happening on their stage is not acceptable. See, it's just – there's nothing about this that that, there's a winner. But Alec Baldwin coming out with a quote is solid. That's a good thing. And it's a great distraction for Florida – because that whole "don't say gay" thing's going on, and I don't even understand what that controversy is. To be honest with you, like it don't don't sound so don't,
1: bad. The bill we're going to pass the uh, "don't say gay." It's the name. The problem's yeah.
0: the name. Don't right. say gay. It sounds homophobic, but when you read about it, you're know, like, it's for kindergartners to third graders, not we, to. We get want you to hold gay. off
1: from kindergarten to third I'm cool grade. Cool with
0: that? Me too. But- I'm fine with that. I don't think that I don't think you should teach anything about sexuality to anybody under the age of eight at all I'm with
1: you that's, that's on a the parents
0: parents job yeah. 100% the name of the bill is terrible the idea behind it is probably forced and stupid and and political but I'm not I have no issue with I don't know that it should be a law but I don't know that there should be any uh pushback in saying why do teachers want to teach your kindergartner about gay stuff or uh, the, any identity issues
1: I think the they're, uh, they're, they're, they're worried about the um worried about bullying and not bullying knowing what? what's There's going no on gay
0: kids at five if they are they don't even know yet
1: i'm with you yeah i mean i, mean, I knew Danny. I'm, I'm just trying to understand why you know what what is the big deal from kindergarten to third grade just not is that bad not to tell them i learned about, i don't about, think
0: so look i learned about gay the old-fashioned way through bigotry my dad yelling at the tv mm-hmm. and danny sorison next door to my grandparents' house in Mount Jewett, Pennsylvania, who was four years old and used to wear his grandmother's robe and slippers over to the house and talk about how he wanted to marry a rich doctor someday. Still don't know where the kid got it. That's when I realized, I think you are born this way. And I was only like seven at the time. But I learned about gay from my dad going, look at this, Charles Nelson, Riley, twink. Like everything that was <laughs> gay on t- my dad was a- everybody. Paul Lynn, he's a gay. And he'd go on and on. I'm like, And I'd be like, what the hell are you talking? What's gay? Ah, that's when it's disgusting. You know, the, that was in the 70s and 80s how they looked at it. And then my dad's progressed as a man. He's evolved and realized, I don't know why I was so grouchy about that. It was never a threat to me. There was also a part of it,
1: if you had a kid like that, yeah. dressing up. Oh, you stopped it. No, you're not. You're not going to be. You're not going to marry a doctor. Yeah. You're going to be a priest. <laughs> and that's where we're standing. That's exactly right.
0: He's confused. The one place we know he's not going to have a problem with marrying women and will make gay bad is the church. And they've had that problem since the 1300s. Yep. But uh, I used to wear my sister's baseball jerseys because they had numbers on them. I love numbered shirts. And when she would have a baseball season, she was on the Robins or the, the Finches. And she'd get these softball jerseys when she was a little older than me. And I'd wear them around. And I remember getting – Take the kid with the Esprit number 9 yeah. jersey. <laughs> In Lowell, Indiana, which is a small <laughs> – Fluorescent orange. Small ta- it was fluorescent orange. Small town. <laughs> and it just said Robbins on the front. It didn't have anything, you know, girls – Benetton. Stuff. It probably had a patch that said girls softball on it. I didn't know. But it was, I remember it was number 4. It was black and orange. And it had, a, it had a number on it. I was obsessed with, like, baseball jerseys and shirts with numbers. And she had one and i could wear it still are i love it you're right i still have tons of jerseys it's a thing and i remember a truck driving by calling me the homo f word i must have been four years old maybe five tops hey (laughs) it's a girl's shirt huh it's my sister's shirt yeah i'm aware of that it was like the idiot and thing i'm like what is a (laughs) sir you okay (laughs) they drove off so back in like 1978 Brutal. It was absolutely okay for people of driving age to yell uh, the homo f word at a five year old. <laughs> that was don't say gay back in the. How about that? The new bill should be called don't say f- to a kid. Which you shouldn't say. Better. But yeah, the don't say gay bill. I'm like, I'm all for schools kind of staying out of that. And the argument is like, oh, it just it keeps gays in the closet. And I'm like, I think I'm all for five year old gays in the closet. I think I'm I'm absolutely fine with repressing sexuality. Uh, for kids under the age of, oh, I don't know, eight, which is all we're arguing about here. I think that's fine. Let's not let's not push that agenda so fast.
1: I just feel it's uh, like sometimes early labeling. Like yeah. you feel like you have to be labeled. At don't let the kids grow up and, and find themselves.
0: I'll give you Jada Pinkett moment in my life. This is I'm opening up, Brett. Oh, you ready? Right, okay. I was four or five. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, yeah this okay. is good stuff. All right. And I had a, a room in my, uh, my bedroom had a big closet in it. And I shared it with my sister, but there's two closets, one big one. And I guess this is where you go when you're in the closet. My friend Mark Cassius used to come over. He lived across the street. And he was a year older than me. So he, if I was four, he was five. If I was five, he was six. I had to be four, though, because I don't think I was in school yet. I'd wait for Mark to come home from kindergarten at, like, noon, and we'd start playing again. So I know I, was, I wasn't in school yet. And he'd come over, and we'd start uh, playing. And then he's like, let's go in the buddy hole, and tell each other secrets. The buddy hole was the closet. Okay. Right, thank Not you. the butthole, buddy thank hole. Thank you. I didn't know butthole at the time. That's what they called it. <laughs> the buddy hole. And he'd tell me something, and I'd tell him something. And then we'd laugh. Usually it was something really stupid. And then we'd leave. It's
1: like a confessional.
0: It got to the point where it was like, I'll show you my pee-pee if you show me your pee-pee. I'm like, okay. My cousin Kelly was in on this, too. She was a girl. She'd come to the buddy hole every she once she show
1: there. hers? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She was like seven. She had warts. We couldn't figure it out. She was a very active girl. But so the buddy hole was a place where we would like like moon each other, like like weird kid things, right? So if somebody was teaching me at that exact same time, gay, my mush head is ready to accept all information. I would have assumed, oh, that's me. Because a boy doing a boy, like we're looking at each other's butts and stuff, and you're telling me now the details of gay, I'd have been, I'd have been very confused at the time, and I remember it now, and it's hilarious now. But then there was nothing to it. I didn't know clothes were a big deal. I didn't know that peepees were supposed to be, you know, for uh, specific use. I had no idea what it was for. I knew I peed with it. It was hilarious. And but it's I, kind of curiosity crossing streams was a thing hilarious not in the buddy hole we'd use right. we'd go to the bathroom hilarious once nobody's paying attention like i go to the bathroom me too okay all right my mom's downstairs let's go and we go cross streams and laugh for like a half hour hey, the buddy hole was a Your weird Your buddy place. hole
1: was much better than me getting caught in the garage with the Mauger girls same thing <laughs> oh, yeah show and showing, tell showing stuff and trial What, what hey, is brady yours look
0: plimp. like yeah brady Man, was doubling look up look on broads back in nice. the day
1: <laughs> nice bush. <laughs> I learned that in <laughs> school today. Got busted with a squirt gun in my hand.
0: Yeah. But it would have confused me if they started to teach me about sexuality then. I didn't know. I didn't know at all.
1: You think it's funny. Well, I knew we it thought was, it was funny.
0: I knew it was different when my cousin Kelly was there, because it was no longer a couple buddies. There was a girl in there. Yeah. And she was, like, showing us her stuff. And I'm like, I didn't know what a girl's stuff looked like. I didn't like it. It was weird, like, ah, put that away. Because I didn't I wasn't familiar with it. I only knew what I had, and I barely knew that. So yeah, you start teaching kids about, you know, sexuality and stuff. You can you can mess them up even more if they're if they're just normal kids. You're supposed to teach me like the alphabet and stuff and when I'm four and five. I'm supposed to learn numbers and like the basics. I'm coming into this thing raw. You start introducing massive, uh twisted, detailed, complex issues such as sexual orientation to a five-year-old you're gonna get confused those are those uh, those are those years i remember the but and oh by the way mark cash is gay <laughs> i didn't know he wanted to see my pee-pee because he had feelings i didn't and now
1: or maybe your magic wand is the one that did it for
0: him well it's turned a lot of folks it's turned a lot of women gay i think probably <laughs> like this thing's useless is this all you get but yeah the uh Yeah, it was just a thing, like little kids do. Like, you You catch. Get in trouble, knock it off. Yeah. Hey, 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 you got. No. And then your parents' job is to go, you don't get naked with boys, you don't get naked with girls. Anybody. You're five.
1: There's always. um, I I remember a neighbor's kid that, you know, it's happened multiple times that the one kid, it's usually a boy, but they run around, drop trowel, like to do the helicopter in front of the other kids. They're just exhibitionists yeah they get to the point where they just want to you gotta
0: knock it off well oh, then later i found out that the uh, Cassius household was fairly open with nudity they didn't have a thing about it. my family did you don't see that stuff this guy said one of my greatest memories of my grandfather my only memory my mom's side was me being three or four and skipping through his house and him yelling quit skipping around here like a goddamn fairy <laughs> he had something wrong with his legs so he didn't walk he just tell us kids from his recliner not to be gay, Leland. <laughs> Evidently, the bill's not called "Don't Say Gay." It's the Parental Rights in Education. The media called it that. Yeah, I didn't know that, but still,
1: wow, how's that been twisted? But don't.
0: I, I'm not. I don't think that's too. T- I don't know who's for that. Teach. Can we hey, hold off? So who in the world is saying teach my kid more about gay? He's four. For God's sake.
1: I know. I'd be upset if I found we that out. About was, it right yeah. Yeah. Even now, kindergarten to third grade. Now's
0: right on the bubble. Now you're like, hey, I got this. But I think it's so many parents don't want to talk about it that it's like let and it should be an open forum. That's everybody thinks that their kids should know everything. Your kids 5, it's an it's it's a sponge of information. Stupid. <laughs> it's dumb. I just knew from watching soap with my dad that Billy Crystal's character was hilarious cuz he was a homo. And they said it on there. It's yeah. like a homo. And then the lady was on there. Remember the one episode because this taught me that this, this literally is where television was wonderful. Watching Soap with my dad, which was a show in the 70s. Billy Crystal was on it. He was the first gay character on TV. Really. And his name was Jody. And he was on there. And uh, he met a lady from Texas on the show. And he says, I'm a homosexual. And she goes, homosexual? She goes, but you're with this girl. And he said, well, she's a uh, homosexual, too. And she goes, there's girl homos! And I turned to my dad and I said, is that true? And he goes, yes. They're called lesbians. What? Uh, crazy. Soap taught me that. Television taught me that. And Not you only to want to school. watch them. Yeah, and my dad's Boy, like I... those are the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Hometry. I think my dad called it hometry. <laughs> hometry <laughs> is alright when it's women. Your dad was the beard? <laughs> well when it came to lesbians something happened to him. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna wanna uh you're gonna wanna stick around for this show, kid. <laughs> was is it hot when Billy Crystal and his uh Guys, going ah f-
1: no yeah. Ugh. Now they didn't like Billy Crystal. They didn't kiss or anything on that. He was just the op- first oh, openly gay guy. He he
0: dated a guy, okay. But I don't think they ever. I don't think they there were was no chocolate barons. No, there was, there was no chocolate the barons. <laughs> no, <stop. laughs> there was none of that. Yeah, no white interiors on that one. But uh, yeah, it, you're not supposed to teach your kids that in school. I don't think, and I think, I, sex, I think it's like up to the
1: parents. Yeah.
0: Completely. I don't understand why this one's got so much traction. Like everybody's, because they want to make everything about bigotry and and uh, holding people back. Well, I'm all about holding a four year old back from uh, deciding whether or not he's gay out loud. He doesn't know what he is yet. He doesn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. I, wa- I knew I wasn't gay because I wasn't like sure of it. I liked girls. I knew that. Like, I immediately liked girls. Like, I uh, like right away, four or five years old. I knew I like that. Whatever that is, I like it. And it took me 49 years to figure out how to do it. (laughs) I still am no good at it, but I know that that's a thing.
1: I think it's just, uh, you know, for me it feels like there's pressure to label something immediately.
0: Yeah. so It feels that way. Stop it. Yeah, the parents' rights bill. And they call it don't say gay because both sides are right. Parents' rights, they're right. Don't say gay to kids. Why bring it up? My friend has this daughter, and she's convinced she's pansexual. And he's like, I don't even know what that was. I might have been pansexual if I was 11. Like, I might be an 11-year-old thinking, I think I'm into all this stuff. I think I'll do everything. But when you're taught about it, the doors and the options are open to it. And when you're confused adolescent, you might make some decisions that aren't too kosher because you've been loaded with too much information you shouldn't have yet. It's overloaded like a computer. When you have a, a computer and you put in too much information, it's going to crash. You can't have all this these uh, you know high concepts in a kid's brain. Let them figure out the alphabet and tie-in shoes and the clock. They probably don't teach kids how to tell time anymore, do they? No. They got their phones. They have phones yeah. and digital and.
1: Do they? Yeah, they still do. They do. Yeah.
0: Did you pick anything up from that? No. No, you can't do it. I need my phone. <laughs>
1: Just look at your phone.
0: That's, I mean, that's your parental rights. Clocks are pointless. What are you going <laughs> to, we don't live anywhere near Big Ben. Yeah, I don't, you know, you should be able to tell time. I don't know if they teach that. That's something my kids should figure out. A clock. But whatever. Another one. High five. Boom. <laughs> never have to deal with it. I'll never have to deal with my kid being gay or not being gay. I'll never have to deal with that kid.
1: Son, live your life, man. Take a punch in the trunk. <laughs> yeah. Try everything.
0: Danny Sorensen, four years old, used to come over to the house. Or no, it wasn't Sorensen. I'm thinking of the picture. Danny is uh, it Peterson? A little Swedish kid. Blonde hair, cup of coffee. <laughs> it was empty, but he had the mug. Big pink robe, slippers, and he'd knock on the door. My 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 grandma thought he was hilarious. And he had this giant robe and his grandmother's pants like, Can I come in, Isabel? And Grandma let him in, just laughing. Oh, what a morning! And he'd just repeat what his grandma had said. What a morning! And he'd sit down. He want to talk to Izzy, not the radio girl. Nobody wants to talk to her, but to Isabel, my grandmother. And she well, he might your- want to talk to her. How is your morning, Danny? It has been rough. Well, what do you want to do with your life, Danny? Someday I just want to grow up and marry a rich doctor. And I'm like I don't know if your grandma's saying that, but. <laughs> Danny picked it up early. So you had Paul Lynn as a neighbor? We had (laughs) Lil Lil Paul Lynn. (laughs) It was hilarious. And even as a little, like, I was young, but I was a little older than him. And I'm like, you don't play football or anything like, oh, barbaric. (laughs) I I gotta go look that up. He was really super advanced, chatty kid. But he was gay, like, immediately. My friend Chuck Powell's brother, super gay. Age four on. And the whole family knew it. All he wanted to do was dress as Wonder Woman and constantly talked about boys. And Chuck's like, we knew real early on. (laughs) And just dealt with it. He said, my dad took it, took the news when he was a teenager like it was a shock. And all of us were like, come on, Dad. Every Halloween, he wanted to be Wonder Woman. (laughs) And by the way, every day other than Halloween, he wanted to be Wonder Woman. The guy was Wonder Woman. All right,
1: Chet, what do you want to be this year? Wonder Woman, father.
0: (laughs) All right, that's a good costume. Every year. Superheroes are fun, right? (laughs) It's my boy. Finally, Wonder Woman getting it right. And done by a man.
1: That's right, Daddy. I am your little Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. You're done with Wonder Woman? That's great sound. Who do you want? Black Widow. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes
0: you (laughs) just knew that the kid was gay and you didn't need to teach it. But you certainly don't need to. I didn't know what the hell was going on in my world. I knew that when Joni, what's her name? crossed her legs in front of me and didn't have underwear on in P.E. in kindergarten, I got up, walked right to the teacher and said, I got to go home because I saw something I wasn't supposed to see. It was weird looking, too. Unfinished half tomato sitting in her pants. <laughs> like it looked like somebody cut uh, oh. like an old banana in half. Jody's cut. Yeah. She needs to go to <laughs> the nurse. Wounded. It looks to be healing. I'm not a doctor. I'm five. But uh, there's something not right down there. She needs stitches. uh, She's showing it off. Just this weird (laughs) little glob of gum stuck to a wall. Uh,
1: Does that hurt? (laughs) Is that hubba-bubba? It could
0: still be good. Can I peel that off and have a... just this pink stuck thing look like, I don't know what it looked like, wax lips, I guess, to a a (laughs) five-year-old? Certainly sickened me. Fast lips. forward it, did, it 30 did it like years lips, later. Melted wax lips on it, yeah, 30 years later. You
1: got a, a family pack of <laughs> hubba bubba at ZTEOs.
0: Oh, God. Are you, you, oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, Brady and I remember that day. You still don't want to see up there. I've never understood the upskirt shot. There's nothing real attractive about a, a girl's vagina unless it's being presented to you. A girl's vagina out in the wild is weird. Just flashing. It has to be posed and the light has to be right or it has to be about to be used. Just out and about. It looks like a faceless man with his tongue out. (laughs) It's weird. Anyway, don't teach your kids about that stuff. Let them figure it out on their own in the backseat of a LeBaron. (laughs) They'll (laughs) They'll learn the hard way whether or not this smell is for them. I know I did. Not that way. Not with Gay. Father Dale was doing that for all of us at Dobson. Let's get a wake-up song and send Bird off to get you guys free coffee for the rest of the year. How about that? Uh, the phone number is 585-9800. You give it to us. We'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPID. Wake up!
1: Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership. Piece. I have heard enough of this.